0: Thank you again for being here and happy Easter. I am so excited to bring you a word along with Ava and Jake who have been helping me bring it to you and they're going to help again today. Let me start by saying this. I don't don't want to preach at you. I want to preach with you and I know that you're on the other side of tablets and phones and, and TVs but but I want you to participate so right now let, let me know who you are. Type your name in comments. Type your name in comments. Um, type where you're at. Type where you're from. We've got people watching all around the Omaha area in Bennington, in Elkhorn. We've got people in Papillion and Bellevue, Nebraska City, um, UTAN. We've got people in Missouri Valley, Sioux City, Sioux Falls. Type your name right now. Type your name and let us know where you're watching from. We're a family. We love doing this together. And if this is your first time ever participating or being a part of Meadows Church, I'm going to say it again. Welcome home. We're so excited that you're here. I'm going to start by sharing an Easter memory. And maybe you have some too, but I'll never forget when I was seven or eight years old, um, we, we celebrated uh, Lent. Now, have, if you've ever heard of Lent or, or participated, raise your hand or give me a hand raise emoji right now. Lent. And if you don't know what that is, I'll tell you, it is a time before Easter, 40 days before Easter, where many uh, traditions um, will will give something up, will sacrifice something to remind us, you know, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So as a seven or eight-year-old kid, I thought, you know what? The thing that mattered the most to me then, candy. And I thought, I'm giving it up. I'm going to do this. And I gave up candy. And I stuck to it, mainly because I lived on a farm and I had no access. But, but I stuck to the plan and it was the, it was, it was so incredibly difficult. Like, I felt like I was right up there on the cross with Jesus. Okay, maybe not that bad, but it was, it was for a, for a seven, eight-year-old kid, it was hard. And I'll never forget walking down the stairs on Easter morning when, when Lent was over and there was a, a Easter basket right there, and it was packed full of candy, and I went nuts man I like doling that thing head first Ava there were sprees there were sweet tarts it had the classic chocolate Easter bunny man I bit his head off so quick he didn't know what hit him I mean right out of Ozzy Osbourne's playbook now some of you got that and some of you didn't it's okay whatever so we're gonna take you on a journey today and we are so excited now listen this journey actually started a week ago So if you by chance didn't hear our message a week ago, Palm Sunday it would have been, um, you can watch it on YouTube or go to our uh, website um, because it actually continued on Good Friday. And I want you to watch that too because it ties into what we're doing today. But we, we told a story, a story that started last week with Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey center of the procession. He was, he was at the height of his ministry and popularity and people were praising his name. But how many of you know that things can change like that? I mean, if anybody knows it right now, it's us and what we're going through and how quickly things change. Like for example, um, a few weeks ago, this would be considered an empty roll of toilet paper today this is gold. I mean, this is like, that's two more days, right? Things change quickly. I'm just saying, you know it and I know it. And they changed quickly for Jesus. So we, we've been on this journey, a journey that ended with Jesus dead on a cross. And this is where we pick up the story and understand this. When they took Jesus's body down from the cross, there were no believers. Okay. Now, now this might, this might stretch you a little bit, there were no Christians there were no followers of Jesus not even his mom no one believed he was the Son of God and you might think wait a minute wait a minute but I'm telling you you stick in here with me for this message I'll show you that not even his own mom believed he was the son of God at that time when he was taken off the cross it was it was unbelievable and I wrote this down when Jesus stopped breathing everyone stopped believing Every and you know why everybody stopped believing Because they assume that Jesus is gonna do what all dead things do, stay dead, right? It's what they do. Ava, you remember Bubbles, right? The hamster that lived two and a half weeks? Thank you very much. Yeah, so think about this. We knew he was dead, right? We even gave him a burial in the backyard pray for us. Anyway, so we're in the backyard burying bubbles. Think about this. What if this happened? We got bubbles about three inches under the ground and we're doing our giving him as, you know, whatever, his, his blessing. And what if bubbles would have jumped up out of the ground and jumped in your lap? Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, you would have needed this, right? I mean, that, you get it? Yeah, You would have, okay. <laughs> yeah, she would have needed that and we all would have. But it, it ain't happening, okay? It isn't happening. You know why? Because dead things stay dead. Or do they? let's pick up the story. Jake, we are going to go, actually, before we even get to that next egg that we're going to unpack, I'll tell you where we're going to go. Matthew 27. Get a Bible. Get your mobile device. Go to Matthew 27. Ava's going to show you. You can download a Bible app. That's what we're going to use to bring the word to you today. But in Matthew, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're called the Gospels. That, That just means good news. It's incredibly good news, and, and it's the center of what we're talking about today. But know this, um, it's four guys telling the story of Jesus from four different angles. And Matthew 27 is where we pick it up. I'm going to be in the 59th verse. So Matthew twenty seven fifty nine. Before I get into it, Jake, let's look at the egg. What's the next one in our journey that we've been on? <gasps> Toilet okay. paper. Jake, don't even think it, okay? This is the linen that they wrapped Jesus in. Toilet paper. If I hope it doesn't get that bad. It. No, we can't, can't, can't do that. So that you're <laughs> funny. That represents the linen that they would wrap Jesus in when he was taken off the cross. Let me unpack it. In God's word, Matthew twenty-seven fifty-nine. Joseph, a Jewish leader, by the way, who actually was a a, a, um, a hidden disciple, if you will. He wasn't outward with it until now. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a long sh- sheet of linen cloth placed it, the dead body, in its own tomb, which had been carved out of rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance, and he left. Let's not waste any time, Jake. What's the next one? Yeah, the stone. The stone that they put in front of the tomb that Jesus was laid in. Ava, you ready for the next scripture? We're not messing around. Matthew 27, verse 62. Let's go. The next day on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, sir, we remember that the deceiver, they're talking about Jesus, the deceiver once said, while he was still alive, after three days, I will rise from the dead. So, so, Pilate, we request that you seal the tomb. You seal that stone until the third day. This is going to prevent the disciples from coming and trying to steal the body and then making it look like Jesus was raised from the dead. Because if they do that, if that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. So Pilate re- uh, replied, take guards, secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb, they sealed the stone, and posted guards To protect it let's keep going Matthew 28 I can't wait to get to the next verse because it's huge lean into this Matthew 28 verse 1 Ava you good Mm -hmm. all right Matthew 28 verse 1 early Sunday morning as the new day was dawning okay I'll say it again because there's somebody listening right now you've been dying for a new day You've been begging for a new day. You've been hoping for a new day. I'm telling somebody in this place or wherever you're watching from, a new day is dawning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Verse 2, suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. Can you imagine? The guards shook with fear. Of course they did when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the women. He said, don't be afraid. He said, I know who you're looking for. It's Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. I love that he is risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. And then the angel said, come see where his body was lying and they went and Jake, this would lead us to the final egg of today. Because when you go to a tomb and we know what we just read, we know what we're going to find. The tomb is, okay, Jake, that's supposed to be an empty egg. The tomb is empty. Did you put that in there? Okay, so, all right, we can work with this. We can work with this. The tomb is, is empty, but actually, yeah, actually, you know what? This is exactly what they were expecting. See, w- when the women were going to the tomb, they were, ex- like, nobody was expecting nobody. Nobody was expecting that. And when they went to the tomb on that early Sunday morning at daybreak, this Is what they expected to find a body and you know how we know that because you can look at the beautiful Word of God and look at the context of the Gospels and what Matthew doesn't know Mark does and Luke does so when we put them together you will see and this is why I'm telling you that the women including the mother of Jesus did not expect Jesus to rise from the dead even though he told them over and over because dead things stay dead And I'll show it to you. Look what Mark says about the same morning. This is Mark 16 verse 1. This is the morning where they go to the tomb. It says Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome went out and purchased burial spices. So they could what? Anoint Jesus' body. Because that's what you do to dead bodies. Very early Sunday morning, Just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. The women, don't you see, the women, Ava, they went to the tomb to anoint a dead body. They didn't go there to celebrate. They didn't go there to to shoot fireworks and, and take selfies with the risen Savior and the King Jesus. No, no, no. They went there in a somber posture to go anoint a dead body. Why? Because a body is exactly what they were expecting. But when they got there, The tomb was empty. It was empty. And the Son of God came to do exactly what the Son of God said He would do. Jesus was alive. And if Jesus was alive, do you know what that means? Love was more alive than ever. Because Jesus Christ is love. And love is alive. Will someone type that in comments right now? I'll pause for 10 seconds to give you time. You might type slow like myself and hunt and peck. I don't care. Love is alive. Love is alive. Say, love is alive. Love is alive. Eva? Love is alive. It is alive. It is alive. But they weren't expecting that. And so, this is why for us, this is why, like for me personally, I can tell you for my family, for our church, Jesus, Jesus is the foundation because love is alive. And, and I like to say it this way. you know why he's our foundation? Because, because if a man can predict his own death and resurrection and then he pulls it off, well, I'm with him, okay? Like when we're, when we're drawing up teams at recess, I'm on his team. Like if he's saying something, I'm, I'm down with whatever he's saying. I'm with him. And, and, and we're with that. Jesus was alive. He went from death to life. And listen to me. I don't believe that just because the Bible says it okay? I'm not one to say, well, you know what? It's written down, and and I believe the Bible 100%, but I'm telling you, I don't believe it because just the Bible says it. I believe it because Matthew tells us. Mark tells us. Luke tells us. John tells us. Peter tells us. James, the brother of Jesus, tells us. Oh, by the way, if you want to know how significant that is, James thought nothing of his brother before the resurrection he was nothing more than just a pesky brother that's all he was but after the resurrection james would become a pillar of the first church in jerusalem okay let me ask a question what would it take like what would it take to convince you that your brother was the son of god what would it take for your brother to convince you he was the son of god okay? You know, it'd take a lot. My brother, you know my memory of my brother? Jake, let me show you for a second. Like, like, like lay down for a sec. Just for a sec. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that way it works too. So my brother, this is what my brother would do. He would hold me down and he would, he would like, don't worry, I won't do it as far as you know. Uh, and he would, he would take a loogie. I don't know if you know what a loogie is. I won't illustrate because it's disgusting. But, and, and he would drop a loogie out from his mouth and he would get about right to here. <laughs> And then he'd suck it back up. He was so good to me. And then, and then he'd drop a loogie again and it would dangle right here and he'd suck it back up. And sometimes he wouldn't get it sucked back up. And yeah, so it would, thank you, Jake. You're a trooper. Anyway, it would take a lot for my brother to convince me he was the son of God. And it would take a lot for James to convince Jesus. But when you see your brother dead, and then you see him show up at your mom's birthday party? It's like, oh, hey, Jesus. Oh, yeah. It it changes you. It changes things. It will change you. Say it changes you. Type it changes you. Say it changes you. Type it changes you. And you know what name I didn't even give you? Uh, The dude that wrote most of the New Testament, a guy by the name of Paul. He wasn't one of the original 12 disciples. He wasn't that, but he was a pillar in planting churches around the Mediterranean rim. Do you know what changed Paul? Paul was um, a guy that would kill Christians, persecute the church, and do any anything to snuff out anyone who would mummer or murmur uh, that the resurrection was real. Okay, mummer's not a word. Just just note that. Okay, it's not a word. So um, unless you want it to be. So anyone that would murmur that Jesus was alive, he hated it so much so that he was killing them. But something happened to Paul. He encountered a risen king. Again, that'll change you, Jake. When you see someone dead and then they're alive, it, it'll do something. It did something to paul transformed him and all of a sudden he went from killing to to lifting up the name of the lord and planting churches in his name here's what here's what paul wrote i got to give you one of the churches he helped plant was a church in corinth now corinth is modern day greece is where it would be today and he wrote and this is in the new testament it's like the book of first corinthians and second corinthians paul is writing to people in those churches i want to read you a tidbit abel let's pull it up in first corinthians 15. this is so critical to the story because paul is going to notate many saw Jesus alive. Because understand something, no one debates the death of Jesus. I mean, I don't atheists, historians, scientists, it doesn't, nobody ever is like disputing Jesus was dead. He was dead, okay? Now, when it comes to him rising from the dead, that's when uh, people start to ask questions. But I'm telling you, you don't need to ask a lot because listen to what Paul writes who met Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 9. I passed on, to you what is most important. Okay. What is Paul saying? What the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important thing in the world. I passed on to you what is most important and what was passed on to me. Christ died for our sins. Just as scripture said, he was buried and raised from the dead on the third day. Just as scripture said, lean in. Jesus was seen by Peter He was seen by then the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 at one time. Most of whom, when Paul wrote this, was still alive, though some had died. Then he was seen by James. We talked about that. Later, he was seen by all the apostles. And last, as though I'd been born at the wrong time, Paul writes, I saw him. I saw him. Did you move it? I saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle because of the way I persecuted the church. And when he says the way I persecuted the church, uh, like I said, he was killing people. He was doing whatever he could to stop the church. And now all of a sudden he's planting them. How, how 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 does someone change like that? Well, when Jesus goes from death to life, it'll change you. It will change you from the inside out. The resurrection is the key. The resurrection is the key. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of the Christian faith. In fact, I'll tell you, the resurrection, that's when Christianity started. It started at the resurrection of Jesus. That's when it began. Because understand this, Ava, if Jesus wasn't dead and alive, There is no church. Like, we can can stop the video right now and just call it a day. Easter isn't Easter, and we can just get about our business. Churches, you never have to meet again. You never have to gather again. Again, the Bibles, you can put those away and just go about your business if the resurrection didn't happen, okay? Because if it didn't happen, it is game over. But if it did, it is game on. It is game on. So you should if you're not already typing that in comments, type game on it is game on say it's game on game on. it's game on. game on it's game on it is game on and it's game on and i am gonna show that to you man I see people sometimes i'll get in arguments Christian arguments Oh, they're the best and 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 we will get in these these arguments or fights whether it's uh, sometimes they're on social media and, and okay for, for God's sakes if, if that's you and you're you're debating you're fighting with people. On social media okay number one you have no friends okay I'm just I'm sorry okay number two just go back to number one yeah you have no friends okay. stop doing that knock it off you're not helping okay but I will see people I know people who have gotten arguments and I know other people who have left the faith they have left the church because of fights over things that I don't want to say they're not important, but they're not essential. They're not the center of the Christian faith. What's the center of the Christian faith? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the pinnacle of the faith. So when we talk about topics like abortion, or we'll talk about topics like gay marriage, or we'll talk about like evolution, I know people that have gotten such arguments over those things that people have left the church. I mean, I'll just I'll just get real with you. Can we do that? Is that okay? Can we get real, Jake? Yep. Okay. I know there are people that aren't watching, whether it's Meadows Church right now or some other church giving an Easter message. You know, they're not watching because they've had conversations about that and they, they have had an abortion or they, they are in a, a same sex relationship or have been. And they know where they stand because they've been told where they stand because we're going to show it to them and we'll get in arguments or fights. Now, should we talk about topics like that? Sure, of course. But I would say rather than talking about it over the phone or over a text, what if we got together over a cup of coffee on the other side of somebody and talked not with a Bible in our hand to beat them over the head with how they're wrong, but with love in our heart to show them the love of the Father because Jesus is love. Okay? Uh, So... It, it, oh by the way there's going to be people in heaven i don't I don't want to throw you off too much but like women who've had abortions there will be women who've had abortions in heaven I know women who have and I, again I'm not saying it's it's right i'm not That it's not about that I'm just saying we've got to look past what we think people have done or what they've done and look at Jesus died for that person he died for me and I have i if you knew where I've been and what I've done you probably wouldn't even be tuning in right now if I can tell you that you probably wouldn't be. So who am I? What if we got together in love? A mentor told me, Monty, you'll never win an enemy to Christ. And you won't. I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget when one, one mom contacted me. You know what she said? This, this, she said her daughter believes in evolution. And she said, I know that, the, the, you know, and she was so bothered by it. And, and she called me and she said, what can I do? What can I do? And I said, I said listen, OK, I, I get what you're saying uh I said does your daughter believe in that Jesus is God's son she's like yeah 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 I said does she believe that Jesus was dead on that cross yes does she believe in the resurrection that Jesus Christ three days later burst forth from the tomb defeating sin and death and that and that that happened in that event and that's when she calls on his name and surrenders her life to him that she is saved from her sins and from hell does she believe that she said yeah I said we're good I said it's good okay now, you, you can you can have conversations about the other thing, but it's not it's not the hill that I want to die on. The hill that I want to go to bat, battle for is the hill of Calvary because that's what Jesus died on. He died on that hill. And the tomb, which is right next to it, is where Jesus would rise from the dead. That's the one that I... That's essential. The other things are conversations. In love. In love. If there's anything I can... That's why the message is called Love is Alive. And if there's... The resurrection is the foundation. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I hope I articulated it. Our faith is centered on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And do you know what Jesus Christ is centered on? The love of the Father. I'll say it again. Our faith, the Christian faith, centers on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why today is so beautiful. But Jesus Christ centers on the love of the Father. And that's why I can't get that out of my head. Ava, hey, Let's show it to him In John 13, 34. If you take nothing else away from this message, take this away. Jesus speaking, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? Should, can we have dialogue? Yes. Can we even disagree on some things? Yes. But if we don't love, it doesn't matter. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart knowing people. there's people that they're not going to hear this word because they've, because they've been shunned so much because of where they've been and what they've done. Listen to me. I, am the, I feel like Paul. You know how Paul wrote, I'm the least of these? That's how I feel. The fact that I even get the privilege to even bring you the word of God blows me away. I am the least of these, the things I've done, and I get the opportunity. Are you kidding me? So who am I? Who am I? The love of the Father changes people. You know what changed the disciples so much? Okay, we know. So we know Jesus was dead and he rose. And what transformed them was seeing Jesus dead and alive. It transformed The love of that act transformed them so much that they went from cowering in a room after he'd been crucified, scared that they were going to die, to meeting Jesus resurrected. And, and love filled them up in-, in the form of the Holy Spirit. And you know what it did? It radically changed them. And if there's anything that kind of freaks me out, it's, it's about who I used to be. I would claim the love of the Father. I would claim to be a believer. But the love of the Father, it, my life didn't look any different than anybody else. It didn't look different. I know it didn't matter what I declared. It mattered what I demonstrated. And it wasn't there. But the disciples, I'm telling you, they were changed. They were changed from scared and in a room and freaking out. Until all of a sudden they meet Jesus resurrected. Do you know how it changed them? How love filled them up? Let me tell you how it did. I I wrote down, their love was so radical that fear couldn't stop them anymore. And they were fearful. They weren't anymore. Threats against the church or against their lives couldn't stop them. Death itself couldn't stop them. So what happened to them? Do you ever ever wonder about that? The the, the 11 disciples or the 12? uh, Remember, Matthias came on after Judas did his thing. Well, let me tell you what happened. In case you didn't know, in 44 A.D., King Herod had James, John's brother, killed with a sword, like he was the first of the apostles killed for his faith. And I'm here to tell you, the bloodbath began. After that, Luke, who wrote one of the Gospels, was hung by the neck by on a tree in Greece. Philip was tortured. And crucified. He continued to preach, they said, while he was on the cross. He continued to preach Jesus. Matthew, the gospel we've been reading, you and I today, stabbed to death in the back in Ethiopia. Bartholomew was whipped to death in Armenia. Simon was crucified by the governor of Syria. You're probably catching the theme. Thaddeus was beaten to death with sticks in Mesopotamia. Matthias, the one that took over for Judas, was stoned to death and then beheaded. Peter maybe you've heard the tradition about Peter crucified upside down why because he didn't feel like he was worthy to be crucified like his King was like Jesus was oh and finally James remember James the brother of Jesus the guy that thought it was a joke that Jesus was anything special before the resurrection who didn't believe any Jesus was anything after the resurrection James Jesus brother was thrown off a cliff a hundred-foot cliff and then clubbed to death because he refused to deny his brother who, by the way, was the Christ, the Messiah. And you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, that de- they're dead. They're dead, so what good news is that? Listen to me. The, the moment that they died, their life wasn't over. It was just beginning and today those men are more alive than they have ever been I'm here to tell you the resurrection is the reason that we have hope if you're not jumping up and down and screaming at your neighbors right now what's wrong with you we have hope the resurrection is the key they knew say they knew they knew. That Jesus wasn't just another prophet. He wasn't just another member in the long line of wise men. Jesus was the end of the line. Something changed with Jesus. And know this, the disciples and the followers, here's a key, key, one of the keys to this message. They no longer had just historical faith. They had saving faith. I'm going to say that again. They no longer had historical faith. See, I believe that there are many people, by the way, most people would say they're a follower of Jesus, in America anyway. Um, that was me. I mean, I've said it all my life, and I, and I have believed in Jesus all my life. And I have believed in this event we're celebrating today, the resurrection. But, but I, I, you need to know something. I, I believe what the Bible said. I believe that here, it was not here historical faith, the belief up here, but saving faith, it it, it changes you. I'll say this. If your faith hasn't changed you, your faith hasn't saved you. And I don't say that to condemn you or make you feel bad. I say that because that was me. That was me most of my life. I grew up going to church. I grew up believing in Jesus, but, but I believed the history of it. I believed in, in the, the, the artifacts and, and what the Bible said. and, And those are good things, but Is it historical faith or is it saving faith? Listen, early believers, early believers, their faith didn't rest on like historical events. It didn't rest on archaeological finds or science. Okay, check this out. It didn't even rest on the teachings of Jesus. Okay, think about that for a second. It, it, it didn't. It rested on the fact that, that Jesus yesterday, he was, he was a corpse, but today he was the living, breathing son of God in the flesh. He was alive and that was the saving faith that they had. That was the difference. The risen, historical faith says Jesus lives, but saving faith says Jesus lives in me, and that's the that's the gift of Easter. That is the blessing that Jesus doesn't want to just be a historical fact for you or head knowledge for you. He wants a heart relationship, a heart relationship with you. Saving faith saving faith Jake we do me a favor get your mom for this okay because because this is huge I as I close out this message I just want to get personal with you I meant what I said I am the least of these and if you ask my kids they'll tell you I'm the farthest thing from a perfect dad that that, I, that I, I just I fall so short and maybe you feel that way too on this Easter message I'm here to tell you something regardless of where you've been regardless of what you've done Regardless of what's been done to you, Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ rose for you. This is the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why my family and I moved to the Omaha area to be part of a church, to give our lives to something that that we just believe in. And the reason we do that is because we've been changed by it. Jody, come on in here. I'm just telling them that we moved to Omaha because we, first of all, we love you and Jesus has changed us. And what I need you to know is this, Jesus was dead, Jesus was alive, and when, you, when it goes from historical to saving, it will change you. And my prayer is that this is going to change you, that, that you understand something that is not about religion. You've heard me say that before if you've been to Meadows Church. It is not about religion. The fact is this, Jesus Christ, he didn't die to make you religious. He died to make you alive. That And it's for anybody and everybody. And that's why Jesus, that's what I love about Jesus. He hung out with people nobody else would hang out with. Why? He loved people nobody else was loving. Why? He cared for people nobody else was caring about. Why? Because the love of the Father was in him. And that love transcends anything that you've done, anywhere that you've been, anyone that you've hurt. Jesus wants, Jesus died so that you might live. And this is what I want you to know. Take it from a, a, a guy that is, how I even have my family sitting here with me is a miracle of God. Why Jody is in my life still and stay with me, she'll tell you. That is a miracle from God, from a drug addict who, who, who tried to lose everything and, and throw it all away. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, he drew me in and my, and my family. And my prayer for you is he's doing the same. But you have a part to play. See, we are saved by God's grace through our faith. When we believe, say faith, saving faith is the difference. Not just had knowledge, not just knowing of Jesus, truly knowing Jesus. Well, the first time I felt in my heart, a tug for lost people was I was in fourth grade. Many of you heard this story before, 10 years old. And I sat in fourth grade in religion class at Salem, St. Mary's grade school. And I asked Father Thury, that was my, my, my priest name. I said, do more people go to heaven or hell? And he quoted Matthew seven thirteen and fourteen. Monty, the road to heaven is narrow and rocky. If you find it, and I just, and the road to hell is wide and easy, and many go there. And and I just, it almost made me nauseous. I could not believe what he said. Like I'm like, I don't get it. But why? Why? And, and what I come to realize is we play a part, God, the, the resurrection is for all people. But people have to have saving faith to say, I, I want that, I believe that, I want to surrender every area of my life to it. And that's not easy to do. But God says by His grace, you can be forgiven, you can be set free, you can start new, tomorrow's a new day. That's why we always say that and I, I just, this is the gospel that Jesus Christ died for you, and he he rose for you. And the Bible says that anyone, say anyone. What's anyone mean? Anyone. It means anyone. She's right. Smart girl. Anyone means anyone. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And my prayer is that you will do that. Understand something about the resurrection. Understand something about the stone that was rolled away. It wasn't rolled away so Jesus could get out, okay? Jesus walks through walls. They're not a problem for him. It wasn't rolled away so Jesus could get out. It was rolled away so that you could come in and see that the king was alive and that he is risen. And my prayer for you today, our prayer for you today is that you're going to come in, that you will step in, to a new arena, to a new faith, a saving faith, and say, I want that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to just hear about it. I want to participate in it. And you can. The gospel is for you. The good news is for you. And it will set you free, not just today, but tomorrow and forever. The grace of God. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now. And, and, and I believe the spirit of the Lord. I don't believe it. I know it. Is moving in your home in your car wherever you're at watching this message it is moving and the Holy Spirit is drawing you in with his beautiful beautiful power because he loves you so much you should say to yourself right now Jesus loves me Jesus loves me Jesus loves me type it into comments own it it's you it's you he loves you he died for you and He rose for you. He went through all this for you. By faith, you will believe, and by faith, you'll be saved. Saving faith. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for the greatest event in history, the resurrection of your son Jesus Christ, the reality as God. If that event didn't happen, none of what I'm saying right now matters. None of what we're doing matters. None of it matters. It's all done, it's all over, and uh, we go nowhere from here but if it did happen it's all that matters and god it did happen we got proof we've got it, it, it changed lives man when you talk to somebody whose life's been changed by jesus that's all the proof you need you can't argue with the changed life and god we know that in my family our lives have been changed god you're changing families right now god i'm praying that as i pray this prayer that people wherever they're at wherever they're listening, they are going to be receptive and they're going to see that the stone has been rolled away. And in this moment, as I pray this prayer for every man, woman, and child listening to this message, God, that, that you are speaking individually and personally to them. And you're saying the stone has been rolled away, not so Jesus can get out, but but because somebody needs to come in. Somebody needs to come in. Somebody needs to come in and see that the king is not there because he is risen. Just like the angel said, God, I pray in this moment that your Holy Spirit is drawing people in to the tomb to see that you're not there. You have risen and that your grace is enough to save them and set them free. God, thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We will never stop praising his holy name. Thank you for the power. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you so much for your word, your truth, and thank you for your love. Love is alive and his name is Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray and we all say amen. And if you prayed that prayer, if if you're really coming in to to, to see that it's empty, and it is, if you're doing that and you're in on that and you're in on that saving grace, I'm asking right now, and I don't care who's around, I don't care who's with you, it doesn't matter. This is between you and the Father. I'm asking you right now that you type the words, I'm in. You type the words, I'm in. Right now, it's the biggest, it's the biggest moment of your life. You type the words right now, I'm giving you time. You type the words, I'm in. I'm The tomb is empty, I'm in. I'm in on that. Jesus is alive, I'm in on that. The resurrection is real. I'm in on that. All these people wrote about it and saw him. I'm in on that. He saves me and sets me free. I'm in on that. Everything I've done, he will wipe it away. He'll wash it away. i am made new. I'm in on that. I'm in. I Say I'm in. I'm in. Say I'm in. I'm in. You're in. I'm in? You're in? I'm in. We're in. See, we're in. We want you in with us. We want to celebrate. Oh, by the way, one of the models we have at Meadows Church is this. Church shouldn't look like a funeral. Like we believe church should look less like a funeral and more like a party because we, you and I, we have something to celebrate. So how about we take the next 15 seconds right now where you're at and give God some praise. We're going to celebrate with you. Let's give God some praise right where he's at because the tomb is empty and Jesus is is alive and god and the angels are up in heaven rejoicing about all that god is good and he loves you he loves you did you get one to go well mine got stuck it did we can't i can't we just here there there oh. now it's official right hard rudy's kind of getting in on the action here are we done Wait, <laughs> from my family to yours we are done for now but god is just getting started He loves you, He has a plan for you, and it's way bigger and way better than you know. God bless you and have a great Easter. Hey, thanks so much for watching today, but don't stop there. We want to invite you to be part of our Meadows family. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our Meadows YouTube channel. That way you don't miss a single video, update, or message. And not only that, share this message with a friend. I encourage you. So many people are looking for hope and encouragement, and you and I have the ability to bring it to them. So again, thanks for watching, and God bless you.